Closing in on kickoff for Lions and Packers. Going to try to make you some money on this game and maybe some of the other games across the NFL in week four here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Nigel. He is Mark Tauscher. So we fill in for Amber and Ian tonight. We're not the ones providing the expertise. That's where we welcome in Anita Marks, ESPN betting analyst to the program. Anita, we certainly appreciate the time. And the line has kind of fluctuated a little bit throughout the course of this short week before Packers-Lions. What do you like it at and who do you like just in the basic line for tonight? Yeah, listen, I'm going to roll with the Lions. I'm going to lie to two. Um, I think they've been the more impressive team. Uh, in the last three games, their defense are only giving up 2.8 yards per play, 2.2 yards per carry. If you look back to last week, seven sacks against the Falcons and all the, all the hoopla, all the buzz about that Atlanta Falcons backfield with, of course, Robinson back there. They only rushed for 44 yards uh, against this Lions rush defense. They're really good. I know you've got a Green Bay Packers team. They get Chris Watson back, Aaron Jones back this week. Uh, but Chris Watson expected to be on some type of pitch count. And when you look at the defense from Green Bay, who are the quarterbacks that they have faced? Justin Fields, Ritter, Jameis Winston, of course, because uh, Derek Carr went down. So to me, I just I think the Lions are the better team here, and you can still get them right now at minus two. That's the way that I would flow. Uh, Anita, any props? I'm, I like a little prop action. Any yeah. proppy that you uh, like in this game? Who, who are you talking to? Right. If you watch Daily Wager, you know um, I'm 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 the prop queen. Okay. I have a cheesecake. I've got a cheesecake factory menu of props each and every week. I'll give you my my four favorite props. Number one is Sam Laporta over forty two and a half receiving yards. He ran routes on a hundred percent of the snaps. A hundred percent. Now this is a, this is a, a rookie tight end running routes a hundred percent on the snaps. It's really unbelievable. Second in targets behind Amon Ross St. Brown. So Laporta over 42 and a half receiving yards. I like also Gibbs over two and a half receptions. Um, you know, I, I think Montgomery is going to be active tonight. He's going to be utilized. I think he's going to be like that bull rusher. I think Gibbs is going to be utilized in the passing game, targeted 26% of the time. And against the Packers, teams have the highest rate uh, to uh, throwing the ball in the backfield to their running backs because running backs are averaging four yards per catch uh, against the Packers. I also like Jordan Love over his passing total, which is 229. Um, the Lions defense, very difficult to run against, as I just explained, and, and what they were able to do against the Atlanta Falcons. So I, I think, you know, Matt LaFleur is going to have Jordan Love um, gripping and ripping it. And so I like over, I think, you know, he's going to pass for over 250 yards. And so at 229, I think that's a steal. And last but not least, I think David Montgomery finds the end zone. So any time touchdown for David Montgomery tonight. The prop queen, Anita Marks. Yeah, She's giving them all. Make sure you get those in. Get those in. We're counting down less than 10 minutes away from kickoff. ESPN betting, betting analyst Anita Marks joining us here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Gabe Neidsel. He's Mark Tauscher filling in this evening. One of the lines that I think people were surprised by, the Miami Dolphins score 70 points in an NFL game, which, again, still breaks my brain and I did not think was possible, and yet they enter as underdogs to the Buffalo Bills this week. Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. in that game? Yeah, listen, I, I still I still think the Bills are the better team, right? <laughs> like, um, you know, this is Miami's third, uh, so four, this will be their fourth game out of the four, three on the road. 
So they started off on the road, on the road, at home against Denver, put up the 70 points. Of course, I think it was a personal game with, uh, with Mike because of, and it's been well documented in regard to him being a ball boy for Denver, didn't give him consideration of becoming the head coach. So I think there was a little extra mustard put on that game. And now they're going to have to come back down to earth planet earth where now you're going to have to travel to orchard park to take on the bills who again i think are the better team give me josh over Tua seven days a week and twice on sunday with all due respect i know a lot of people anticipate like so much went into this week mike um you know wagering on him being the coach of the year but don't sleep on sean mcdermott now listen he he's he's to me he's one of the best coaches in the nfl and i just i don't think the bills are going to go down as the kings of the AFC East without a fight, and they're at home. So, I, I, I listen, these two teams played each other in December, and the line was seven. And right now the line is two, two and a half in some places. Why? Because Miami put up 70 points on a Denver Broncos team that did not show up to play. So, I think we're getting really, I think we're getting excellent value here. So, to me, I'm, I'm laying the points with the Bills. All right, so besides that game, is there another one that you kind of you saw the line and you were thinking, what? Is there anything that jumped out at you that you got to get in on? I, I mean, if, in, in regard to saying what, I'm, I'm sure a number of people are, are very, very perplexed in regard to what, what the line is with the Bears and, and the Denver Broncos, considering the Denver Broncos gave up 70 points against the Miami Dolphins. But dare I say that the, the Bears are worse? than the Denver Broncos. I think I just said it, right? So I I think I think the what line is that? But the line that I've already gone to the window on and and I'm I I would I would recommend to your listeners is Kansas City right now at nine and a half. Jump on this at nine and a half before it goes to ten, before it goes to ten and a half. Zach Wilson is just god awful. The offense is ranked thirty first in the NFL, only twenty one percent uh, of their third down conversions uh, do capitalize for them, and they're able to move the change, which is which is 27 fewer first downs than their opponents. Kansas City's defense has been quite good. Don't forget Spag spent a lot of time in New York with the Giants, so now he's in familiar territory right now, although, of course, he's with a different team, but knows MetLife Stadium extremely well. And at the end of the day, I hate to mention it because it's all over social media, but Taylor Swift is expected yes. to be there, guys. Yep. So, uh, so I think Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey anytime touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to put on a show because everybody wants to see Taylor Swift chest pump somebody in that suite. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay the points with the Kansas City Chiefs. Get on this right now while it's nine and a half because I, I do believe it's going to go up. Uh, Anita, you just brought up, and I was going to ask you because – if Taylor Swift, that it's reported, she's going to be there. Are you going to mm-hmm. dabble in any of those props? How many times she's on TV and how many chest bumps she does? Any Taylor Swift props that you're thinking about? I can't. I mean, I mean, listen, I mean like, every time I go on social media, like, ooh, Taylor Swift seen leaving Travis Kelsey's house. Well, yeah, they're dating. So, yes. She's going to be at his house. Like, I just feel like, I don't know about you, but like, and, and, and maybe it's the algorithm on my TikTok and my Instagram, uh, but I just feel like I am inundated. Like, everything is Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. Probably my favorite uh, 
video that I saw on, on Instagram was the dude who came home from work and his wife was like, sweetie, do you know who Travis Kelsey is? And the guy's like, what? And, and she's like, because Taylor Swift put him on the map. And the, and the husband's like, what are you talking about? Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end in the NFL. What do you mean? He was already on the map. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's comical to me where we are with this. And, and guys, it's not going to go away, right? Like, nope. it's not going to go away. Anita, we certainly appreciate the time. Best of luck on all the props you have out there for tonight's Packers-Lions game. Fantastic. Good luck tonight, guys. Anita Marks, ESPN betting analyst, joining us here on Amber so, and Gabe Nigel, Mark Tauscher filling in. It feels like she's not going to bet any of the Taylor Swift props. Is that it, a fair th- assessment from what I you I think that's heard? a fair assessment. Her yes, loss. I think. Yeah. I mean, would you? I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I would I mean, take the I over think, on every. I mean, what if Vegas is going to put out any Taylor Swift props? I'm probably going to take the over on all of them. It certainly feels like last week, and then you see the numbers that uh, whatever station had that game on, uh, they spiked. Sales of all the merchandise spiked. I, I can't imagine. I don't know what that number would be that you set those props at, but I, I thought it was interesting that she is all over that nine and a half as it sits here now with the. Kansas City Chiefs at New York, and then also, you know, the Chicago Bears with the, you know, in in their case, Denver covering that. So there's some there's some value. It seems like early in the season still that Anita feels pretty good about. So we certainly thank Anita for all of those that all that advice coming up week four of the NFL season. But coming up next, Damon Lillard has now found a new home, but Drew Holiday probably needs a new one as well. It doesn't look like he's going to be sticking around Portland. Where does he fit? Best. We dive into that topic coming up next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thursday night football is underway. We'll keep you up to date on Packers-Lions throughout the evening here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. Alongside Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, I am Gabe Neitzel. But right now, we go back to the NBA. Uh, and Damian Lillard is on the move. He's going to Milwaukee. Bucks already selling zero Dame jerseys in the city of Milwaukee. And he did, Damian Lillard did tweet out a long goodbye letter to Portland. He was you know, naming a lot of names within the organization. And uh, he put the caption, R.I. Uh, uh, Rip City Forever with a heart, and Dame time has run out. So uh, heartfelt 
uh, you know, kind of a letter that he tweeted out to the city of Portland, but he's on his way to Milwaukee. But it, an important piece of this whole thing ended up being Drew Holiday getting traded as well. And Drew Holiday, Tausch, on the way to Portland, he's not going to be there. Portland doesn't want Drew Holiday. They needed that to make the money work. He's likely going to be traded elsewhere. And Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider and on the Hoop Collective podcast today on Unsportsmanlike, said that Drew Holiday actually impacts title changes more than Damian Lillard does. I honestly think that where Drew Holiday ends up could have a bigger impact on the title chase than Dame going to Milwaukee because Milwaukee was already, in my view, a top three title contender. They're still a top three title contender. And Drew Holiday is now going to be on sale. And what I mean by that is if you tried to trade for Drew Holiday two, two days ago, it was going to take a star player and draft picks. Now you can probably get him for just draft picks. That appears to be what Portland wants, potentially a young player, but you're going to be able to get him for, mu- for much cheaper and the Blazers want to sell him. So Drew Holiday's destination to me is incredibly important for this NBA season. Any of those places he goes, you're rechanging the title odds. Interesting point in there by Wendy because, yeah, the Bucks were, were going to be one of the favorites, and now they're the favorite with Dame. But Drew Holiday, depending upon where he goes, could have a major impact because that's still a really good defensive player. That's a player who was an all-star a year ago, an Olympian two summers ago. He's someone who still has an incredible value in the NBA. Uh, yeah, but let come on, Wendy. Uh, really? You're going to say that it impacts the title chances more? Look at what the Bucks' title chances just went to with picking up Dame. Now, Drew Holiday is a really nice player. I don't, I'm not besmirching him, but to say that that impacts a title change more than Dame coming to Milwaukee, it just moved the points. What did it move? Three hundred. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it was a monster shift. The yeah. Bucks went from like fifth or sixth to being the top dog the in favorite. Las Vegas. So, yeah, he's going to be a nice pickup for somebody. He's going to be a piece that you're going to add, whether it's with Golden State or if he goes to Boston for sure, but I have to, and Wendy knows a heck of a lot more about basketball than I do. I'm not trying to, <laughs> but that statement I don't know. seems I, crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't sell yourself sh- well, short. I'm not going to sell myself short, but that because, seems crazy. Because you, you are the one who wanted and, and predicted Damian Lillard coming to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. what, five months ago? Uh, yeah. Six months April. ago, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so let's not sell yourself. So uh, again, I mean, Drew Holiday is a nice player. He's going to fit in with somebody's championship contention. He's going to be a nice piece. But Dame Lillard's a game changer. He's a top seventy-five cat. He is going to change the way Milwaukee does things on offense. Uh, to try and make that comp, I just I don't get it. I don't agree with it, and I think it's wrong. The Packers are leading the Lions just a handful of minutes into the game 3 nothing, thanks to a Rudy Ford interception of Jared Goff. So the yep. Packers end up uh, kicking a field goal. They've got the early 3 nothing lead at Lambeau Field. It's Andrew and Ian Goff, on ESPN Radio. Yeah, and Gabe, Goff doesn't throw picks. No. I know he had the streak going, and then last week I think he finally threw one, but it had been, you know, he was close to setting the all-time record, and Green Bay... You know, put some pressure on and was able to force a throw over the middle. Uh, Detroit did a nice job of standing up, holding it tight, and making uh, Green Bay kick a field goal. But great start for the Packers. A little shaky. I think Detroit's feeling that pressure of being the guys. It's uh, something to watch. Certainly something to watch, and we'll continue to update you as the night progresses from Lambeau Field. Uh, as for Drew Holiday in the NBA, where he goes, I think – 
Wendy probably overstated it to your point there, Tausch. But where he goes certainly will have an impact. Yes. And Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke this story yesterday, he was on Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio earlier today. And he wondered maybe if the Heat, after striking out on Damian Lillard, would go after Holiday. I think that's very conceivable. I think certainly all the contenders in both conferences, uh, but especially these, I think Philadelphia, Boston, Miami, are going to be among the teams that, you know, the Clippers in the West, you know, who are always looking to add talent. Drew Holiday is just, you know, one of the most respected two-way players in the league. He impacts winning. He's got a year left on his deal, and so he could be a free agent. But certainly, you know, a player who, you know, you saw the impact he had on the Bucks. They don't beat the Suns in the finals without Holiday. Team USA player. And so, yeah, I think it, he goes right back out on the market, and you can certainly see a world where I think the, the Heat are among the teams teams that are going to vie for Drew Holiday. I think the Heat were looking for that crunch time score because play while playoff Jimmy certainly is a real thing and he can up his game in the postseason. Having Damian Lillard on that team just takes their offense to a level it didn't really have before of an actual, you know, facilitating point guard, somebody who can create his own shots. Drew Holiday though brings a different dynamic. But if they're looking for a point guard, they're probably not going to find a better one at this point than Drew Holiday if Miami still is in the market for that guard. Well, and if Miami's not irritated to the point where they're not going to do anything with Portland because they're yep. obviously they feel snubbed about what Portland did and, you know, Portland probably is not really in love with doing business with Miami. So, I think at this point, you know, Drew Holiday is probably going to be able to say this is where I'd like to go if it's Boston or if it's the Clippers and find a spot where his role can be to lead a team to a championship because he was, as Woj just said, integral in bringing that championship to Milwaukee. What he was able to do defensively and you know, big playmaking at the end of some of those games, that's great. Boston, I feel like, is a good fit. And you have to also look at Philadelphia. James Harden's miserable. You don't know where he's at in that process. So I think it's going to be a contender, and I think he's right. You're going to get a better deal because you're going to be giving up draft picks. You're not going to probably have to give up players. And somebody's going to get a really good uh, basketball player that they're going to kind of piece in there and try and find a way to get uh, in contention for another championship. Yeah, the Heat were talking about potentially having to give up Tyler Hero in any sort of deal that would have gotten them Dame Lillard. So now potentially they wouldn't have to do that. It would just be picks involved, which is what Portland is looking for. I'm trying to make sense of a Western Conference team that could go after him. I'm just kind of coming up blank on who would really benefit. I just think that Drew Holiday ends up back in the Eastern Conference, which could become real interesting in playoff time if you have Drew Holiday on the, on the Sixers, on the Celtics, on the Heat, defending Dame Lillard in a playoff series. That's high drama. That'd be fun. Uh, I think it'd be fun for everybody involved. And I, for everybody that loves Drew Holiday, which everybody does because he's done all the right things, you hope he gets to be put in a situation that he can compete and do all the things he wants to, but you don't want him to come back and bite you uh, if you're a Bucks fan. No. No, you really don't. And and he is one of the best on-ball defenders in the in the NBA. And whoever ends up with Drew Holiday, whether it's the West, whether it's the East, they're going to end up with that player. I mean, it's... He's just somebody that you're not going to be able to rely upon that much offensively. And the the, the Warriors, again, are a, a team that continue to come up and, and a team that gets mentioned. That would be a fascinating fit. My guess is they'd have to give up Chris Paul in some sort of, you know, trade with the money making that work that you have to do in the uh, in the NBA. 
it is going to be interesting. He's going to be the next one as as training camps are going to be opening over the course of the next week or two. That's going to be a name, Drew Holiday, that is going to be on the move and certainly a name dominating headlines and speculation as we move forward. Speaking of moving forward, we're going to continue to update you on Thursday Night Football in Green Bay. We're also going to rank the top NFC quarterbacks coming up next right here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. The Lions responded with a 75-yard touchdown drive. Amon Ross St. Brown, 24-yard reception from Jared Goff. Lions lead the Packers 7-3. Just over eight minutes left in the first quarter after Goff threw an interception on the first drive for the Lions. It's Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, along with the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. I am Gabe Neitzel. And you can always hit us up on that Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776, because right now we are going to be going over... Quite possibly two of the quarterbacks playing in this game, Tausch, with uh, Jordan Love and Jared Goff. We are looking at the top NFC quarterbacks through week three of the NFL season. It's still a pretty wide open field. I think it was wide open heading into the season. I think the, the first handful might be pretty clear and then it gets a little murky. Who do you have as your top quarterback in the NFC? Yeah, I don't think this one should be up for debate. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the yep. NFC. I, I think anyone that's fighting us on that, uh, I'm not going to probably even listen. I won't entertain anyone else <laughs> at that one spot. Uh, uh, Gabe, I, I'm assuming you agree? Yes, I'm 100% there with you. I think that's undisputed at this point. There's nobody through three weeks in the NFC that's just played, oh, so well that they're going to surpass the guy who finished runner-up in the MVP voting a year ago, and the Eagles have looked good. He has looked good. So, yes, I agree with you in the number one spot with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, this is where it gets tricky. And yes, it gets, it, you it can gets tricky. You kind of start quick. looking around, and I think you can make arguments for different guys, and you could you know, factor in, well, they're making this much money, but we're just going off of who we want quarterbacking our team. Yep. If we're yeah. – and to me, this is who I was pushing the New York Jets to go pick up. I think it should be, uh, it should be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is, I believe, the second best quarterback in the NFC. As Packer game, I, I got eyes here. I got the. It is not going well so far uh, for the G and G. You like that? Uh, so Kirk Cousins is off to you know a red hot start. He things are things are going well for for Kirk Cousins in terms of his stats. They haven't led to wins, 
but he you can't doubt that he has played well. The, the the Vikings have had issues with turnovers. But as it continues to go, like I just continue to be impressed with Brock Purdy. I think I'm going Brock Purdy at number Come two. The, the way that he just continues to have command of that offense, he's making better throws for the San Francisco 49ers. He continues to show growth. I'm leaning towards Brock Purdy so at number Gabe, two. Uh, if you put Brock Purdy on the Bears, how's he doing? I, I mean, I think he's doing better than Justin Fields. Uh, I don't even know about that. I... I think Kyle Shanahan and what he does is so unique and different that I have a hard time. I got a hard time buying the uh, per- Brock Purdy at two, but I digress. Uh, I would disagree vehemently with you on that one. Who do you got at number three? So for three, this is where I'm torn. I'm not going to be a homer. I'm not doing it yet. I'm getting close, though. <laughs> I think Dak Prescott deserves our respect. I think he is still, even though he's been up and down a little bit this season, I think he is somebody that I would want as my quarterback. He's a good leader. He is where I'd go with the number three spot, uh, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. So the guy that you just talked about, I'd go Kirk Cousins here at three. Even though the Vikings are winless, I don't think you can pin a lot of that on him when he's throwing for over, you know, or almost 350 yards a game. It's been really, you know, he's been electric so far in terms of the yards he's been able to put up the stats. Nine touchdowns, two picks. Cousins, for me, is number three. And then I would personally slot Dak at number four. Um, The turnovers against Arizona were a little concerning, but... I think he's going to clean that up. I think Mike McCarthy's going to have him rolling. I, What I've seen through the first three weeks of the Dallas Cowboys and their offense, I'm starting to see some Mike McCarthy, like early Packers, you know, circa 2009, 10, 11, 12. He's, he's going multiple. He's, he's going to be creative enough. I know everybody wanted to dunk, and it's easy to dunk after you lose to a team like the Cardinals for the Cowboys, but I think they bounce back in a big way going forward. I've got Dak at my number four. Who do you have as your number four quarterback in the NFC? Well, this is going to shock you, and it's uh, I'm torn here on four and five. Jordan Love is making my top five, uh, but just based off of what I've seen so far in this <laughs> Thursday night game, I just bumped Jordan Love down. To the five two drives, spot. Two drives and, in. And I'm, <laughs> I'm putting Jared Goff uh, at four ahead of Jordan Love. I had, Prior to this game kicking, I was going to go. I, I still think Jordan Love has things to prove. He obviously does. I'm going with Jared Goff at four, and then I'm going five. I I said earlier in the offseason, or you know, this preseason, with what Jordan's doing, if he can just be a good, solid NFL quarterback – that is so wide open in the NFC. I'm going Jordan Love 5, and I'm going to put Goff ahead of him because of what he's done in the past, what he did last year. I give him that stamp. Those are my top five. Yeah, I, I got Goff at five, and while I like what I've seen out of Jordan Love, three starts, I can't put him as a top five quarterback in the he's NFC. He's got four starts. He's got four. Well, okay, got five, so, okay, so you know, three starts this season. Now, okay. now it's, I guess, you know, three and some change. He's, he's started and he's now played six snaps tonight. He, there, there are just things then that he needs to improve on, I think, in there order is. for me to get him there. And he's off to a slow start tonight. He's gotten off to a slow start really in every start he's made so far this season, which is why the completion percentage is where it is. Like, he's been fighting that uphill battle, and he's played well as, you know, things have gone along. The other... 
He's underthrown some deep balls. I think that's the next step in his progression, being able to consistently push down the ball down the field a little bit more. He certainly has the recipe of being a top five, three, you know, potentially even two quarterback in the NFC, the way it is and the way it all sits right now. I just need to see it out of him a little bit more, a little bit more consistently at this point in order to to kind of put him in my top five. Yeah, so why I thought this was a fun exercise to do because the AFC is stacked. There's there's a lot of great quarterbacks, and you know Aaron Rodgers out a great quarterback if we do this in the AFC. What I think the NFC, what the the point I think that I was looking at was you have Jalen Hurts, and then you have a lot of. Mm, what do you think? I don't know. Well, this is there and this is that. There's so much uncertainty within the within the NFC as far as who's going to be good, who's that next player going to be, that Jalen Hurts has asserted himself as the top dog by far, and then everybody else, it seems as if you have some proven commodities, but there's so much uncertainty all over the place that this. that's why I think you have San Fran and Philly – Kind of, and Dallas has kind of elevated themselves into that top three tier. It's not not a coincidence that you have one of those quarterbacks in there. I don't. Yep. But that is where this NFC's at, and it's so wide open outside of those two that teams like Green Bay, teams like Detroit can sneak in there and be a contender. Yeah, well, first of all, somebody has to win the North, and right now these are the only two teams in Detroit and Green Bay that are playing right now. They're the only two teams that have won games in that division. But it is wide open, and especially when you consider that two of those top three teams play in the same division. You have the Eagles and the Cowboys both out in the East, so there's just a lot of opportunity in the rest of that NFC to be grabbing some higher seeds, to be making some noise, especially... I mean, even one of those top two teams, we saw the Cowboys stumble. They, they stubbed their toe against the Arizona Cardinals. So again, like I said, I expect them fully to be able to bounce back. But even within the top three, there's some, there's some little unsteadiness with the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that other teams maybe are able to take advantage of that and make some noise within that NFC. Whereas, I mean, you, you look over in the AFC and it just, it's just so stacked. You just can't make mistakes. It's why Joe Burrow felt the pressure of having to play last week despite having the calf injury because he didn't want his team to go to 0-3. I, I love how, like, the narrative just, like, two years ago was Matt Stafford is the savior. He's one of the top guys in NFC, and I, I just love how the shift has happened so fast. And where the Rams have gotten off to a pretty surprising start— what do you think you guys what what do you guys think he would have to do to get back into this conversation? Cooper Cup's got to get healthy. I think that's the big thing. Like if Cooper Cup's healthy and he starts throwing the ball over the field and and the Rams show that and, and he can show that he can stay healthy for in the, the entire season, I think he can insert himself back into that conversation. I think I mean especially with what they did to the Seahawks in week 1 without Cup. But it, it's the injuries last year and the quarterbacks that they ended up having to go through, which is why Stafford kind of gets forgotten quickly. Yeah, and again, it's I think when you miss a season like you did, and the Rams struggled as badly as they did, I think it you can you can kind of forget about guys. And not that I forgot about Matthew Stafford, but I, the Rams tried to trade him. They were looking for every team. Please take him. That would be another case where if you're the Jets and you really believe what you're doing. Call the Rams if you still believe, but I, that the injury that he had and where Matthew Stafford kind of fell after that Super Bowl season, 
I just I would not want Matthew Stafford at this point in his career. I would no. And and that Super Bowl season, he was great. Like he was really good for the Rams that year. But again, it's. It's about trying to recover from those injuries that he's had. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. When you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, visit Progressive.com. Coming up next, as the Lions are on the move, already leading 7-3, we'll continue to update you on that drive as they lead at Lambeau Field. There are four winless teams remaining in the NFL. It'll be down to two after week four because, surprisingly enough, those teams are all going head-to-head. Will it be time to shift maybe some of their focus to Caleb Williams? That's next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. It's Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Nitzel, along with Mark Tauscher. Give you a quick, quick update on Thursday night football. And it's not going well for the Packers since they intercepted uh, no, Jared Goff on the opening possession. They had to Definitely settle for not. three points on that drive. Then they go three and outs, and since then, oh, the Lions have moved the ball pretty effortlessly down the field. They lead 14-3 to with just under three minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, their latest touchdown coming from a David Montgomery uh, six-yard, five, excuse me, five-yard touchdown run. Yeah, it's it's been a little choppy. Uh, you, you, early on, you big play, but then uh, Detroit's defense has... has Get, been getting after Jordan Love, I think at least one sack, maybe two, two, yeah, uh, two sacks already, and some some busted coverages. Uh, for what started off so promising, uh, the Detroit Lions have kind of imposed their will so far, uh, taking a fourteen to three lead here as the first quarter's winding down. Yeah, that Lions defense had seven sacks of Desmond Ritter a week ago, and now two sacks in the first quarter of Jordan Love as that defense is back out on the field. But we focus now over to some teams that have struggled. Unlike the Lions and Packers, both those teams off to good starts at 2-1. and one. But the Bears, Broncos, Vikings, and Panthers are now all 0-3 on the season. And funny enough... They're playing each other this weekend. Bears taking on the Broncos, Vikings, and the Panthers. And Tausch, so the last time that we had an expansion team was back in 2002, the Houston Texans. So they had the number one overall pick. So in the 21 drafts since then, since we've had a a league with 32 teams in the NFL, the top overall pick um, in those 21 drafts, 15 of the 21, the number one overall pick was landed by a team that started the season 0-4. Four times... Uh, the top pick went to a team that was 1-3, and three, and then two times the first overall pick went to a team that's 2-2. Two and two. So the odds would say the losers of these games will end up in a pretty good spot to have that number 1 overall pick. And it is also interesting to note that if the Bears lose to the Broncos and the Panthers lose to the Vikings, and those are the two teams that are 0-4, the Bears also own the Panthers' first-round pick for the upcoming draft because of the trade this past offseason. Yeah, I, I mean, this is – it's obviously when whenever you have a talent like Caleb Williams and he's been compared to Andrew Luck, I don't think he's been – you know, the Peyton Mannings where you knew going into when they decided to stay in college that this was going to be, you know, a tank for Tua type situation, teams that struggled early. And I think we all just assumed Arizona – was going to be in this mix, and then they yep. surprised us. Uh, I'm sure you do survivor pools. Uh, oh yeah. The strategy was just go with whoever's playing Arizona. They don't want to win. They they, they cut Colt McCoy. They did all this. Well, they beat the Cowboys, so that throws a wrench in that. And I think the Chicago Bears, with where they're at, and with where their season is headed, 
if they don't beat the Broncos this week, now Minnesota's 0-3, but Minnesota's a better football team. Uh, Kirk Cousins, everything else. I think the Bears will be in a great spot, and then you have to figure out how do you go about, how do you approach this? Because what you don't want to do, and this sounds crazy, you don't want to win three or four games and then lose out, have to use all your draft capital to try and go up and get where if you know the Vikings end up being worse or someone else, they're not going to give that up because that guy changes your entire direction of a franchise. So this is going to sound crazy. I think this weekend's game, even with Russell Wilson being signed, I think whoever loses this game is in the driver's seat, and I think their entire front office motivation, not players, yeah. their entire front office motivation will be, all right, how do we identify who we're, who our core guys are to move forward with this new potential quarterback that is supposedly going to be transformational? To that front office motivation, that's where you bring up the Cardinals. Because, I mean, the Cardinals have – they've looked – They've got some fight in them. Not just this past game against the Cowboys the week before they had a lead against the Giants that they ultimately blew. And maybe they still factor into this conversation as well because, well, the front office didn't put together a very good roster, but they are fighting week in and week out. I'm really interested in this Broncos team, Tausch, and, and whether or not they start focusing. Because, again, you've, you've got Russell Wilson locked up, sure, but I'm sure you could find a team that might be willing to take on, even he, even though he has that big contract, he's shown enough in his past that maybe there's a team that's willing to go, hey, we can fix whatever's wrong Who with is Russell it? Wilson. Who is that team? I don't, right now, I don't know. But if you're the that Broncos... That is a monster contract. It is. I, I don't think there is that team. I don't know who... To, I mean, legitimate, if somebody could tell me, hey, we will take Russell and this... Russell Wilson could still play, but are you going to pay him that amount of money? When the Seahawks said, we're not going to, and now the Denver Broncos, if they're going to get rid of him, say, we're not going to? Maybe maybe you know something I don't. I don't know who's taking him at that number. So do you then, so if you're the Broncos then, do you have the luxury of maybe taking Caleb Williams and having him sit a year the way that we just saw Jordan Love sit for three years in Green Bay, the way we saw Patrick Mahomes sit for a season in Kansas City before he became the starter? Do you try to go that route and you've got the luxury of, of okay, here we go. This is this is what we can do. We don't have to throw him in there because we have Russell Wilson, even though we know this guy's going to be our future. So I'll be curious because we've seen it this year with everybody that uh, you know ended up taking a quarterback, whether it was Carolina or the Houston Texans. It, you throw your guy out there right away. Indianapolis threw Richardson out there right away. He's had some concussion stuff and. Uh, you would think the NFL is the biggest copycat league you can find. A great play design, hey, it's going to be in our playbook next week. You would think that people would look, and especially if Jordan Love, I know it's not off to a great start tonight on Thursday Night Football, but you would say he's been really good so far. Yep. Patrick Mahomes obviously did a great job with Kansas City. They sat a year. And there's that... Allure of having a, your rookie quarterback on that deal, growing and learning as it's going, so that you can have that low cap number for those four or five years, and that's when you capitalize. But I do wonder if the NFL is looking at this and saying, maybe this is a better way. Do we have the patience and do we have the franchise, I guess, discipline 
to say, and security, job security, to say. That's the big word. That's the big I, one right there, the job I security, will, Tausch. I will go through and do this because Andy Reid, yeah, he had it. Matt LaFleur is the winningest coach in the history of the league through three years, so he had it. It's tough to do if you're in a position like Matt Eberflus with the Chicago Bears where you're going to be sitting there and you're not going to have a job. That makes it tough, but it obviously will help if you let these guys learn and not get their confidence taken away from them as it's going on. I will be curious if that trend changes in the NFL. Well, and, and that's where the Bron- again the, the Broncos. Sean Payton's got all sorts of job security. They're not going to get yep. rid of Sean Payton anytime soon. So that would make sense if the Bears end up with the number one overall pick, because Caleb Williams has hinted at it, where he said, eh, "If I don't like that team that has that number one pick, maybe I decide to stay at USC." And that's where NIL and you're still getting some money, not NFL money, but you're still getting some money to stay at USC. Maybe he decides to roll the dice and go, uh, maybe there's a team that has a better situation than the Chicago Bears next year, and I'll just stay at USC for another season. I think that's a real possibility because that's how big of a dumpster fire the Bears have been through three years. It is, and people say all that stuff, but, man, the big thing you want to do, you want to get the clock going. You want to get out there and play, and, yes, you want to go to a good – you could just as easily say, I want to be traded like Eli Manning did. You want to get the clock going to get to your second deal, too. That's true because that's a, that 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 is where that big money is made. But for some, you know, I am going to be watching these games with interests, even though they feature four losing teams that have yet to win a game so far this season. But coming up next year on Amber and Ian, the Jaguars, Falcons, they've got a chance to play not only from London, but Andy's room. That's right, Andy's room. If you're not familiar with the reference, we'll explain that and ask which movie or TV show you want to see as an animated sports event. That's next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio.